I, I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, you know who this is? And don't cheat. I couldn't tell you. It's Roddy Rich, The Box, really popular song. Making sure you get that in your rotation for Bedford songs, you know. We'll for do. The, for, the, for the pregame. How's things going over at Bedford? Actually, uh, I saw one of your players play. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he he watched the show. He has a special friend. Oh, Tyler? Yeah. He's got some ups, man. He can he can throw down. Did you know that? Uh, I've, never, I've never seen him dunk. Yeah, he's got a nice little shot on him, and he can throw down, actually. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think we should be able to start getting in the gym this week. Mm-hmm. Hey, we finally... Jordan finally got a key, and we just... Finally uh, got a key? Should have been at a key. Uh, but you got a new... Did the new court get down, put down yet? Yes, it is. Okay, I, I know that. We, we we played at the Corral last year for girls basketball, and it was kind of a little old court there, so... Well, it's all it's all new now, and it mm. looks very nice. Very nice. Did it get new rims, too? I believe so. Mm. Okay, so new new coach, new... Well, the girls' coach has been there forever. Yeah, but, Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill, but he's good, though. A new coach with the boys, new court. New rims, new music, and we've new got people. a new and the locker rooms have been renovated too. What Bedford putting in that money, and their football team is playing here in Tool and Die schools. Well, they 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 were only playing uh, Melvindale A B and T because they were supposed to play Ann Arbor Huron, but Ann Arbor st- schools said, "Yeah, we're not going to play until next week." Oh. You can't do that. Okay. Well, but again, I don't think it really would have made that much difference because Ann Arbor Huron is not good at football. They're a basketball school. Okay. Well, we were talking about football, and we got David the Man of God Harris here on the phone lines. And David, you got your NFC preview, don't you? Yep, and it's totally right that since we got two fans of the NFC North here on the show, let's start right there in the North Division. For me... Detroit, uh, you find Detroit finds new ways to lose, and it has to be infuriating for their fan base. David, like, do everything let, right. Let me show you my shocked face after you said that. Well, I, I'm the only one that can see your shocked face because David's on the phone lines, but he's not very shocked at all. But they did blow it. They blew it. <laughs> like, like for three, like for three quarters. Everyone was like, Massachusetts, finally, the defensive mastermind, finally has everything together. Don't add that in his name. Don't put that in his name. Mastermind, he is far from a mastermind. And I've told you from the beginning that this was a bad hire for the Lions. But because he's got the Patriot cachet, no. Think about it. Tom Brady looked bad. We'll probably talk about that later. Seems like in Patriot land, everybody looks good. But when they leave Patriot land... They're not that good, which means to tell me that the genius of it all is Bill Belichick. But 
continue with the the collapse of the kittens in the litter box. Yeah, and you've got kind of, you have this. I mean, Edgar Peterson is going to be ageless for the next like thirty years. So, like bringing him in, he can be kind of the superstar veteran leader that can help kind of mold these young running backs that you have. Everything was clicking, and then the fourth quarter hit. It's like, well, like I, I don't know if it's kind of Detroit just forgot how to play football. We'll get to the Bears later. I don't know if Mitch Trubisky went to the locker room, put on a Jordan jersey, and like, not like this. Not like this. I need to win my job. But yeah. So I have Detroit at best going 5 and 11 this year. That sounds about right. Maybe they can, maybe they can eat out of 6 and 10, but I just don't see, I don't see how they can kind of, they have this great offense that's kind of, I still don't know kind of whether they want to be like a, heavy run first team if they trust kind of their wide receiver core. But defensively, if they're going to have this potential to blow big leads, then that's not going to go well. Especially if if they have to kind of come from behind so often. Yeah, it's not going to look good. So I have them at 5-11. and 11. I have Chicago 6-10, and 7-9. Again, do you trust Trubisky? Like, he has glimpses like this where he can be great for a quarter. But for the first three quarters, he looked like, get him out of here. Nick Bolt's like, this is my job now. And then that fourth quarter craziness. Defensively, you, again, it's kind of the inverse. For three quarters, they just couldn't get a stop. And then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, monsters of the midway. But yeah, those, those two are definitely at the bottom tier. I have Minnesota going 9-7. and seven. And then this is Green Bay's division losing. Again, like I said last week, Aaron Rodgers is ticked off that they brought his, in his replacement. And we saw last Sunday. He's like, nope. This, I'm going to, he's on a mission. I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to go for an MVP caliber season this year with, like, crazy, ridiculous numbers. And so I have Green Bay going 10-6, and six, possibly 11-5. and five. All right, so I mean, I pretty pretty much agree with you on the order. Although I'm starting to think five and eleven seems way too friendly, just because I think Matt Patricia is a boob. And as and I know, I think David, you might have mentioned last week that he'll probably get fired midseason. And as much as I love for that to happen, it's not. It probably won't because he and Bob Quinn are buddies. Unless Bob Quinn gets fired. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because the Ford family loves him. But, I mean, something has to change in Detroit. I don't know what it's it is. It's called the Ford family needs to sell the team because they don't give a rat's ass. The true story. I don't know if it's they don't give a rat's behind about it. I think it's They matter, don't. I, I think it's more or less... Kind of like the Bears with the McCaskies is that they're trying to run the team like it's the 80s and nine early 90s, and they're just not getting with it. And and to an extent, they're loyal franchises to some of the wrong people they hire, which I guess you don't see as much loyalty nowadays. But if someone's not really getting the job done, uh, you, you kind of got to let them go, even if you give them a few chances. Like, for instance, Chicago, for some odd reason— they don't want to get a star quarterback. That's been that's been the problem. Now they got Jay Culler, who was decent, 
But their philosophy is they want to run it like the 85 Bears. Have a great defense, stifling defense, a really good running game, and a so-so quarterback. Jim McMahon was a so-so quarterback. He wasn't a star. But for some odd reason, they want to go with that blueprint when in years they've had great defenses, great running game. But what's been the common denominator of all the Bears teams even since 85? Okay quarterback play. Even Jim Harbaugh's in that. They won't try to get an elite quarterback. I think it's the same thing with Detroit. They're just just there. I mean, they got Stafford, which wasn't bad. For some odd reason, they haven't hit on a running back since Barry Sanders. I don't understand that one. Uh, Then they've had some so-so defenses. But then at this point right now, Sometimes some of the coaching hires have been kind of scratching your head. You were totally against Ron uh, Caldwell not being the coach. And then look, you got now look what you got. Look what you got, Frank. You wanted Caldwell gone and you got this guy, Matt Patricia. Because I didn't believe I didn't believe Caldwell was that good of a coach. But what do now what do you got? Patricia. Got somebody worse. I'll leave, I'll come out and say it. And that's been the Lions problem is that they haven't really I mean, who was before that? I mean you had the morning Marty Morning Wigs. Before before Caldwell was Jim Schwartz. Yeah. I mean and uh, <sighs> and he was uh kind of a jerk. Yeah, he was. Marty Morning Wigs. Marty um, Morning okay, before before Schwartz was Marinelli, Marinelli, yeah, he was he was god awful. So you've been getting great coordinators that can't be good coaches, and then the G- Matt Millen, oh Matt Millen, yeah, just horrible the, uh, drafting all them receivers. I mean, it's just over and over and over and over. It's just like we just pick a guy and, and just, as long as his franchise is running. But the problem is with Detroit, though, you still got the loyal fans that come all the time. So they just run the organization like they run it. It, it just it just the way it is. They they run it they run it like it's a lemonade stand. I think some lemonade stands are ran better than the Lions. Uh, you probably giving some lemonade stands a a, a bad name. <laughs> Keep going, David. Yeah, so we'll go from the north. We'll go from the north to the east. And despite what we saw Sunday night with that train wreck, we're not going to get into the quote-unquote offensive pass interference or quote-unquote Jalen Ramsey's flop. But anyways, I still think this is Dallas's division to lose. I think that kind of, oh, week one, a lot of teams looked crazy bad. A lot of teams, because they didn't have it a preseason. This was kind of a preseason mixed in with like a scrimmage. There are some players that still said it felt like a scrimmage. I think Dallas will kind of get over this kind of pump of, okay, what are we going to look like offensively? So many weapons, but you got to have to, you know, give everyone, you know, quote unquote, feed everyone. Uh, I think Dallas is probably going to go 10 and 6. Conservative estimate, I think Philadelphia. Probably going to go eight and eight. I really don't feel good about it because I'm still not sold on Carson Wentz. And they also lost to the Washington Football Team. Well, I'm yeah, like week one, crazy things happen. You got this fiery halftime speech from Dwayne Haskins, and next thing you know, they wake up, revitalized, rejuvenated, like stored. But yeah, also like Philadelphia doesn't have a wide receiver that I trust. Like, if you're two best passing options are your tight ends, 
then clearly, one, you have a problem with wide receivers, or two, your quarterback just can't get the ball to your wide receivers. And this was something that we said kind of with their Super Bowl year. Like, Nick Foles is perfect for that role, but if Nick Foles can do it and Carson Wentz can, and Carson Wentz was your number, you know, your number two overall pick, you know, like, like, do you, can you really trust him? And plus, he tries to be great, and his durability is not that good. And so you have a lot of these questions. So I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. I have Washington at 7-9, and nine, just because in this league, you're, you're coming out there with a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperience, kind of particularly the offensive side of the ball. David, you still there? Yeah, sorry about that. Defensive uh, uh, side of the ball, it's like you're young but hungry. We can kind of see what they're building in Washington. So I kind of like, I think this is going to be another proven year. Ron Rivera gives him a year to really implement kind of his system, his way that he wants to do things. And then the Giants are just horrible. Like, Daniel Jones, like, he has moments. He has glimpses. He's the Mitch Trubisky of the NFC East. Like, he has his moments, but Damn, that, can he really win you a game? That, that, that's strong saying Daniel Dimes is at the same table as Mitchell Trubisky. Woof. I wouldn't say that too far. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, not either. Yet, not yet. No. I'm, not try, I'm, not trying to say, I'm not trying to say Daniel Jones is, uh, is uh, really good, but to say that he's on the same level as Trubisky, whoa. <laughs> Well, well, just in the case of he has his moments where he looks like he he has the potential to where they drafted him and the upside that everyone's hyping up in the draft. But then he also has moments where he makes some questionable decisions. They kind of like, and that happens with every quarterback. I just think because he's so young, because he's supposed to be you know heir apparent to kind of Eli Manning. He's supposed to have all of these kind of accolades and recognition and it just seems as though everyone's propping him up to be the next big thing and I'm just like let's, let's hold our horses here people mm-hmm. and so I, I have the Giants going 6 and 10 yeah well he also didn't look too good on Monday Night Football since uh, I have well I have Saquon Barkley on one of my fantasy teams and yeah he really took a nap well, I mean, we have to suit our horse, but if nothing else, we have a top five defense, even if people don't want to admit Pittsburgh is a top five defense. Like, I'm not saying, you know, we're those crazy, you know, defenses where it was Austin Baltimore with like, number one, number two, number three, but if you look at all the phases of the ball, if you have to stop the run, and a lot of teams have a good front seven, if you can stop Saquon Barker or at least limit him to where he's not as productive with three to four yards of carry. Like, he might have a breakout run here or there. He might do his, you know, signature leap over a guy. But if Daniel Jones has to beat you with his arm, you're doing good at the defense. All right, so were we going to go south or west next? Let's go to the south. And, again, this is New Orleans to lose. I think there's just too many weapons, even with Michael Thomas out for a few weeks. They have enough firepower. They have enough skill players. There's too much speed. 
around that offense for Drew Brees to not continue to be in this fountain of youth. Well, da- well, David, I'm I'm someone who uh, I love Drew Brees, but I firmly believe that he's only at his best when he's in the dome. And he's also on a pitch count, too, because he'll look good like early on in the season, but once December starts rolling around, he, he starts to peter out. Well, and, and I think that's what most quarterbacks that are, you know, over the age of 40, you know, when it's warm weather, when they're in kind of controlled conditions, they're going to put up those numbers. They're going to put, I mean, and that's been what Drew Brees is for like the last five or ten years. He struggled in kind of December, January, just because he's been throwing it, you know, 40, 45 times a game. But I think the ways that they can keep him young, particularly with Alvin Kamara, who just got paid, particularly if he can kind of do some of the shorter routes that were starting. Like, we really didn't see a whole lot of deep passes against Tampa Bay. Kind of like, there's that one that really broke up the game, that Jer- like, broke up the offense for him. With Jared Cook, but other than that, we really didn't see much that was, you know, 15, 20, 25 yards down the field. And I think that could also kind of keep him young. He yeah. doesn't have to work that arm out too much. Yeah, right about that. And of course, what about uh, his other over 40 counterpart in Tampa Bay one, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady? Uh,. And this is probably where a lot of people are probably going to be like, yeah. But I, I have Tampa Bay third in this division. I have them going nine to seven at best. Like, like, for me, and, and I've said it before, Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Take him out of New England. I mean, people are going to blame everyone other than Tom Brady, although I heard this year a couple of people actually blame Tom Brady. Like, some of those throws, he looked like a system six-round draft pick. Others, he looked like, you know, Tom, like early on, it's like, this is terrific Tom. This is the quote-unquote greatest quarterback of all time, according to some people. And then as the game progressed, like, he was just not making the throw. And there was no, no, you're in a dome, there's no wind. Like, maybe it's because there was no fans, and he, you know, didn't have that people booing him and calling him, you know, hey, you suck, Tom. Like, all that stuff. Uh, there are some throws that he made that was like. Mm. Well, and I mean, I well to to be fair, I have known that he has not done well in uh, the Superdome when playing the Saints. Now, when he's been playing a Super Bowl, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but, but like people are saying, oh you no, know, and you can say yes, he's still getting time to learn the playbook, but the playbook's not going to teach you to you know throw make some of those decisions. Like, at some point, if you're if you're supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time, you can make adjustments on the fly, and you should be able to make reads, be able to see who's open, who's not. And sometimes it's just call throw it away, live again another day. But yeah, I, I think it's going to take a couple games for the team to really get clicking, and then you complicate things even more so by adding in a running back in Leonard Fournette, and now you're trying to feed him you have Ronald Jones, who actually looked decent week one. So now what do you do? Now you're going to have a running back committee kind of controversy. And so it's going to be another one of those where you bring in a player. You have to try to make him happy because he's a quote-unquote big name. 
that's everyone that's so recognizable. And I think there's just going to be there's going to be some internal turmoil I can imagine with that offensive locker room because eventually Gronk's going to want to get his touches. Yeah. So yeah. So, so you said Tampa finishes third. You said New Orleans wins it. Wow, it's, third uh, for Tampa. Second, second place has got to be Carolina. Carolina, I assume. Nope, I have Atlanta. Oh, oh the Dirty Birds, which I, I think Quinn is on the hot seat, right? He's got to be. I, th- I, th- yeah. I think his seat's getting very warm. Some, no, not warm. I think his seat is no, pretty much melted. Yeah, it's melted. He's been there too long. He's yeah. been there too long. And like similar kind of. We were talking about with Chicago and Detroit. It's like, it's like, yes, you got to the Super Bowl, but where you have pooped a hit, where you pooped multiple hammers. Like he, he's had a pit, and we were talking about it before in the show. He's that hamster coach. He's going to get you nine and seven, ten and six. This year, I've been going nine and seven as well. Like he's going to get you nine, seven, ten and six, maybe a playoff game here or there, but kind of can another coach take him? take this team to the next level. I personally think someone can, but we know kind of he's writing that, you know, oh, we got to a Super Bowl. We're the Atlanta Falcons. We got to a Super Bowl kind of vibe. We had a lead in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Like, he's writing that for, you know, a little bit longer than some other coaches might have. Yeah. So <laughs> you have left. to... Carolina in dead last. Yeah, and it's, I don't want to say it's because this offense isn't good because they have pieces here or there, but that defense is going to give up a lot of points. And as much as everyone sees Christian McCaffrey as the great white hope, as much as everyone's looking at, oh, look at week one, Robbie Anderson is in a, you know, this quote-unquote star quarterback. This is the Teddy Bridgewater era. It's still it's a rebuilding year. And so I have them going seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. Because that defense can't can't just kind of keep keep them in game when if the offense doesn't score points, they're gonna fall behind and then it's gonna be a passing game. And I love Robbie Anderson. I've had him on fantasy football teams a couple of times. But he's not a true number one. Like and like outside of Christian McCaffrey, like name me another offensive weapon on that team. DJ Moore. Fair. I know. I know some of them. There are a few of my brethren who would point to Curtis Samuel, but that's because they're all Ohio State fans. But I'm not gonna put them there yet. So now we head west, and uh, has the apple cart been knocked over in this division after a team that I think many thought was going to win this lost in week one to a team that many consider the darlings this year? Well, first, I again, I'm not sold on a certain quarterback named Jimmy G. We can play back the archives. I called him assistant quarterback, too. I said he wasn't good. I said he wasn't good in the playoffs, regular season. Bless him for a Super Bowl performance. And again, he shows. If he doesn't have his tight end. Yeah, because George Kittle's now injured. 
place. So now Jim G's like, wait, so I have to throw these wide receivers? Like, I have to actually, like, like, I can't be like a check down Charlie? What? Like, so yeah. It, that's the whole situation there. I have San Francisco going, going 9 and 7. Oh. Like, like, their defense is going to win them a lot more games. Because, again, Jimmy G is prone to make that mistake. We've seen it before. And nothing in his resume indicates that a quarterback at his age, this is not a 21, 22-year-old. Like, at his age, he shouldn't. He should be better playing this position. Yeah. I'm just saying, he, he got the keys to the franchise, the name was in that organization, in that system in New England. And that was in San Francisco and look at. But 9-7, for me, this it's going to go back to an old faithful. This is Seattle. I, I'm giving this to the Sea Chicken. So you, th- you think the Seahawks are going to win this thing? I, I have the Seahawks winning. I have them going 10 and 10. It's not going to be like Broadway because, again, Russell Wilson is going to get into situations where he's like, hey, you know, the old Phillip Rivers. Guy goes late to the field, no timeouts, two minutes. Russell Wilson, go. Hmm. And I trust Russell Wilson in some of those late-game decisions. I think that defense is young, but they're still hungry. I can see them as a top-ten defense this year. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to be, like they are most years, they're going to be dangerous. What about the uh, so-called darlings of the division, the Arizona Cardinals, who got a win week one, and of course I have, I have, I'm kind of satisfied with because I have Kyler Murray on one of my fantasy teams. Is it is Arizona a team to watch this year? Oh, absolutely. I would definitely say I have them going nine to seven as well. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is a steal, and the the more and more people watch. DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray have this combination, particularly if you're a resident of the Houston metropolitan area. You're going to need TikTok. <laughs> yeah, because like, Bill like, O'Brien gave good. up DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of footballs and a 12-pack of Bush Light. Like, again, like, not to say David Johnson, you know, couldn't have been, like, prolific within this offense, but he had an injured history, and so you kind of understand... But yeah, Bill O'Brien is looking more and more like an idiot for this decision. Actually, we're I'm going to refer to him as Bill O. O'Brien because he's a boob. Yeah, like uh, Arizona is going to be good. I, defensively, there's still I don't want to say questions, but like if they can improve to be like a top half defense, they could make a dark run out of playoffs, especially since it's expanded. But yeah, this this team is going to be good, and that DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray combination is going to be kind of what Larry Fitzgerald has for like forty five years in the league. That's going to be a dynamic combination. And now we'll get to huh. so, I guess that means you have the LA Rams in dead last. Bringing up the rear because again, it's another one. It's that one draft. It's that one draft. I don't trust Carson Wentz, and I really don't trust Jared Goff. Like, he has that one magical year, but can he really lead this off? Like, he has to be the guy. Like, he, 
like their defense is going to be set. You brought in Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald, like you got two elite playmakers, top five in the league, kind of at their position. And All I'll... eyes are on you at the quarterback position. You have to not screw this up week after week. Also, a uh, little bit of breaking news out of the Rams. Source says that they and Robert Woods have agreed to a $65 million extension. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I saw that when it broke, and I was like, it's a good move, particularly because like him and Cooper Cup are like the one-two like wide receiver tandem, and neither of them are really that like like superstar wide receiver. Like they're serviceable, they do what they are called to do, they do what they're asked to do. Like one of them can have a breakout game. Like I don't think either of them could will have like this. 15 receptions for 230 yards. I mean, they're capable of it. And I think more so Cooper Cup because he gets the volume from Jared Goff and he's done that previously while he's been on the team. Like, he's gotten that heavy usage. But, like, you have this core. Like, you have all the pieces together. But the question is still the guy who snaps the ball each and every down. And for me, I, I don't know. Is this going to be another instance where if he doesn't really prove this year, L.A. thinks about just cutting, cutting their losses, trying to get another quarterback? I don't know. But. All right. So that's your NFC preview. You know what I mean? I'm pretty much in agreement with with the West. I mean, I was kind of leaning San Fran to win it just because of their defense. But, you know, I could see Seattle or possibly even Arizona stealing it, too. And the L.A. Rams, we've all been sold a bill of goods on. Yeah, like, them and Atlanta, like, those two organizations are living off of, guess we went to a Super Bowl within the last, you know, 10 years. Like, so let's kind of keep those organization. And, again, we still don't know about Sean McVay. Like, even after Sunday night, like, there was a lot of, like, looking at that, like, yes, Dallas had a lot of issues, but I really was 100% sold on that L.A. Rams either. Mm-hmm. There's still a little more questions. Yeah. All right, so we got that finished. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into the NFL pick real quick for week two. Week one results. I won week one with 11 points, followed by Frank Vashner with 10, and David with 9. That was a close pick em. Yeah, so... And we'll see what week two has in store. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of stuff for week two. Uh, All right, first game, Bears-Giants. Oh... This one's got Satan's spread on it. Bears minus five and a half. Oh, I really don't know where to go. I'm just going to... I'm going with the Bears. David? (sighs) I'll go Giants. I think Saquon is like, look, man. I can't go 0-2 again. But he might need a pass block for Danny Dimes then. This, yeah, this is the crap quarterback ball. <laughs> Trubisky might step up again like he did in the fourth quarter. Next game, Giant or not Giants? Uh, 
Falcons and Cowboys. This is, a, this is a big game here because some people think whoever goes 0-2, the season's going to flounder and there's going to be some heads rolling, either organization. Well, David kind of dropped a hint when he was talking about this team in his preview, and I think heads are going to be rolling eventually in Atlanta. Give me the Cowboys. Giddy up. I got Cowboys, too. Yeah, make it a clean sweep. Dallas Thompson's back. Lions, Packers. I'm going Pack. Games in Lambeau, I'll take the Packers. Yeah, this is not going to be pretty. This is not going to be pretty. Pack. Go well, I know the Lions, though, sometimes they get a win when they're this supposed to. This is going to be, I think this has got to potentially be an SOL game. It'll be a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Maybe the Lions will lead, and then they'll go. Andrew Pierce is going to have to run for a 200 for them to have a chance. <laughs> not, not a chance that he does that. Jags, Titans, the Jaguars got a win last week. Battle of the Undefeateds here with them. I think Titans. I said last week that if you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you should cease operations altogether. That might be a surprise. I'm not I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Give me the Titans. All right. Give me Ryan Tannehill and his knees made of Legos. <laughs> okay. Oh. Titans can't can't really do didn't really do much offensively and their their kicker, you know, couldn't hit the broth out of a barn for, you know, fifty nine minutes. I'm going to Jag. No, I'm gonna change mine too. I'm gonna go Jag. Vikings Colts. Ooh. Battle of 0-1. You like that, right? You like that. Can Kirk Cousins bounce back? Your boy from Michigan State. Actually, I do like that because Adam Thielen had a nice week last week for my fantasy teams. I will take the Vikings. Sound the Matterhorn. Same here. David? Yeah, make it a clean sweep. I really didn't like what I saw from the Colts. Colts last week. It was, yeah. <laughs> Here's one for you. Bills, Dolphins. This one's got the devil's spread in it. Bills what is mi- the devil's spread? Minus five and a half. That's the point spread. I know, but why is it called the devil's spread? Five and a half is a weird. It's just that it's weird. weird. It is a weird spread. You're right. Go ahead. But you know what? I am going. I am going to take the Bills Mafia. Same here. And make it a clean sweep. Niners, Jets. This might be a clean sweep. Oh. I I do think the Jets will cover this one, but the Niners will win. San Fran minus seven. 
David? Yeah, I mean, this this is my lock of the week. I'm going to San Francisco. The Jets are just horrible. And then they lost their run, the start running back. Well, eventually, yeah. hopefully, Adam Gaze gets fired, but we'll see. Next game, Rams-Eagles. Oh, I'm not a big believer in the Rams. Not a big believer in the Eagles. But you know what? I am going with fly, Eagles, fly. Minus one and a half. I'm going Rams. Yeah, Carson Wentz is going to be on the back, courtesy of Aaron Donald. A loss. I'm going Rams. Here's a good one. Broncos, Steelers. Mm. I mean, we mentioned how it uh, seems like Pittsburgh's run defense uh, looks good, and David said top five. I don't think it's steel curtain caliber, but it looks pretty good to me, so I am going with the Steelers, and I know David's going to do that. We don't even need to ask him. Yeah, I mean, run defense is good. Melvin Gordon, I still don't think Melvin Gordon is a top-tier running back. He may be top 20, but yeah. And like you do, and Denver and still has Drew Locke. Yeah, young quarterback going up against that defense. Yeah. Battle of the NFC South, Panthers, Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, this one, Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. This will be my lock of the week. Give me... Thomas Edward Patrick Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm going to go Fox, but it's going to be within a touchdown. So you think the Panthers will cover? Yeah, definitely. Uh, some people were getting on Matt Rule because he did a halfback dive. And they're saying that basically his his he's a college coach trying to be in an NFL man's game. So, who, who are you going with, Derek? The Bucks. Oh, okay. The W versus the Cards. The Washington football team. That's a cool-looking W, I think. In Kyler, I trust. Give me the Cardinals. I think it's more familiarity. And kind of, Kyler Murray hasn't had experience. But, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'll go, I'll go Arizona by within a touchdown. Arizona's minus seven in this one. I'm going with the W. Here's a good one. Good old-fashioned AFC West gunslinging show. KC Chiefs versus the L.A. Superchargers. It's the Chargers' first game at SoFi Stadium in beautiful Inglewood. But it's not going to be a very nice welcome. Don't them and the Rams share the stadium? Yes, they do. It was a nice-looking stadium, though. It, oh, yeah, it is. By the old form. But I am going to go with those Chiefs. This I've got Clyde. Be over by halftime, I'm going Chiefs. <laughs> Need another clean. big week from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on my fantasy team. Uh, clean sweep. I got Kansas City. Ravens, Texans. Who? I have said that Bill O'Brien is a boob, and Lamar Jackson will make him look like a bigger boob. 
Give me the Ravens. Yeah, unless unless Deshaun Watson has an offensive line by Sunday, no, it's not going to happen. I got Ravens. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried Deshaun Watson is going to get killed this season. Next game, Pats, Sea Chickens. Who? Spreading this one's been going down. It's now Seattle minus three and a half, but they're at home. I'm taking the Sea Chickens. Bill Belichick talked really well about Russell Wilson, which has never happened with Bill Belichick. Keep going. Hmm? You got the Sea Chickens? Yeah. Who's David? David, who do you got? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to Seattle. The Patriots' defense is good, but I don't know if they can slow down Russell Wilson for four quarters. I'm going Pats. Not football. Saints Raiders. Fun fact: This game's also going to be on ABC. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, it says right. I'm looking at it right now. It says it's on ESPN and ABC. Hmm. So I don't six, minus six. It might be. It could be on ABC. That's be a first in so many years. Maybe to just show off Las Vegas. Uh, them in their life, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, in their uh, spaceship of a stadium. <laughs> But you know who's going to be marching in there? The Saints. the Saints. I'm taking them. Uh, yeah, no Michael Thomas, no problem. The Raiders are a good story, but they can't keep up with that offense. Not Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football, Dolphins, Jags. I can't think of anybody besides David who will be watching this game. <laughs> and uh, just for you, David, I am going to have a sip of that uh, teal Kool Aid. <laughs> Give me the Jags. I got Dolphins. Who said I was watching this game? I'm. Like, it's not enough I had to watch. Brown Bengals. Huh. I'm off that Thursday night narcotic until I get a decent matchup. But I'll go Jags. Okay, you know what? There's a chance I may even see this if I end up at a local watering hole Thursday night. But who knows what I got. That's probably going to be... That's going to be one of my last days off before uh, all of Jansen's wedding festivities. Mm-hmm. Which will, in a couple of weeks, we'll get the recap on that. But guys ready to lock them? Week two? Lock it. All right, it is locked in there. Hmm. So we got the know what we have in week one. I'm in first. Frank's in second. David's in third. All a point apart each. And we've got week two up on the board. And David, you got your AFC and NFC uh, conference previews in. Um... I was impressed because normally we break it down. If you, I should have shared it though on on the timeline when you've done each division uh, segment. So I was actually impressed, David. Good job. Yeah, there you go. Got a little delayed with the coronavirus. Usually we do this earlier in the summer, but it, it's a pandemic year. Everything's kind of out of the normal. Right. So this will next will be our last segment. Talking a little bit of NBA, David. I think you got to go, don't you? 
Yeah, I gotta run. So real quick, play up like if Paul George is your second best player, it's not good enough. You've got to be at least your third. <laughs> that is very true. So listen to eighty-eight point three WTS after further review. David, thank you so much for calling in, my man. All right, see you guys next week. All right, that was David, the man of God, Harris. Giving you your NFL preview here. Right, going into our next segment, we'll have a little bit of an NBA recap. And uh, like I said, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We always post it up there for our podcast. And uh, also, we'll have the show on after further review uh, with the live stream so you can go back and watch it. Coming up next, NBA recap here on 88.3 WHD after further review. We'll be back after this.